Welcome to Sports 360 Podcast. Here we talk about issues in the wide world of sports, ranging from local issues from the Nigerian scene to global issues. And uh, we like to make it an all-sports affair. Sports 360, we can go anywhere, any sport. My name is DG Omoto Imbo. And I'm Adeyemi Adesoya. I am Akimbode Ogutui. Hello out there. Welcome to another episode of Sports 360 Podcast. We'd like to thank you for always joining us every week as we traverse the world of sports to discuss salient issues from the Nigerian perspective to also to a global view. All right, the guys are here as always. And um, I know is chomping at the beats. NBA playoffs are started. We'll get to that much later on today's show. As always, we'd like to start from home. And um, a video made the rounds, I think, the last week or so. Um, it was, um, well, don't let me, don't let me miss words. It was terribly embarrassing for Nigeria as a country, that video. In case you don't know what I'm talking about, the Pyramids Football Club of Egypt came to Nigeria to face Enyimba in the CAF Confederations Cup knockout round. They had won the first leg 4-1. So they arrived on a chartered flight in Port Harcourt and they had to make the short trip Quote and unquote. Short trip. The short trip from Potako <laughs> to Aba, which ordinarily, I think it's about 30, 45 minutes. Max, yes. Ordinarily. But it probably took them upwards of, I don't know the number of hours, but it took them quite a long time yeah. because they arrived in Aba late at night. But that's not the story. The story is, I think their video man had his camera on all through the trip. And all through the trip, it showed the ugly side of a road infrastructure. It took them such a long time to get there and it was, to say the least, embarrassing. You know, and I think it goes to show how we do not understand the opportunity that sports gives us to showcase the positive sides of our country. Um, the Basketball Africa League is currently going on in Rwanda. Rwanda is building sporting infrastructure, using it to drive tourism, to drive the economy. The North African teams do it. Here, I think we still do not understand how to use sports to possibly contribute a little bit to our economy, to drive it. And we just see it as, okay, those guys are coming in here. Let them just come and play. You know, and while you can argue that um, it's, it, 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 you can't blame the sporting fraternity for that because yeah. it's not their job to provide rules and all of that. But what we are saying, what I'm saying, don't let me say what we are. What I'm saying is that our governments don't understand the power of sports to shape opinions, to shape perceptions, and to drive possibly commercialization in our country. And I think that's where we're at. So, but there is a man on the troublesome beat, <laughs> as always. How do you feel watching that video? Let me first tell you three stories. Okay. Three stories. Two, sports, one, tourism. Of course, sports and tourism, they go together. Mm. Because you know how much tourists, um, how, how, how much the tourist market uh, means to, to countries that host the World Cup and the Olympics. Mm. Mm. Um. Some years back, before social media, 
became this mm. big. Mm. A team came to play a play Rangers at Enugu before the, the stadium was transformed. And then when they were going after the game, they at the, the post-match conference, the first thing the the, the, the team coach said was that when they flew into Nigeria, they were excited. That they saw green, lush green everywhere, and they felt, oh yes, this is good. And they got to the Inam Daziku International Stadium then, and the pitch was bald. So the man <laughs> said, Pitch was brown. Brown. <laughs> the man said, when we're flying in, everywhere I see green, 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 green. Now we got to the hotel, no water. We got to the stadium, no green. Mm. That was one story. But the thing is that they told that story at the press conference and they probably went back home. Without perception. It. That hotel, no water. You don't know how much damage mm. that will have done. Mm-hmm. The second story was Abel Kuta. It was um, Julius Berger in the days when they are playing continental, continental, continental football. Another North African team came to play. And, you know, because they felt that, okay, the game finished at six. They felt that, I remember that. Remember they story. wanted to catch, catch a flight. Catch a flight. And they were caught in and Lagos, they were caught on the express road and they were there almost overnight. They spent like six, seven hours getting from Abekuta to Lagos and they had to sleep in their buses. Mm. And, of course, they missed their flights flight and all that. And, of course, they'll go back and tell that story. Mm. Now, the third story was when... Uh, Fashioner was governor of Lagos State. Yeah. And he said one of the key tourism areas of the state was Badagri. And that he wants a situation where from VI, a hotel, where international guests come to stay mm. to Badagri, 40-45 minutes. Yeah. So he envisioned a good road and a rail system. That's where that, that, that that's why that real thing is started. Mm. But here we are. Many, years, years, many after. years after <laughs> that project has not been complete, completed. Now back to pyramids mm. and what they saw. Like you said, like you said, about to Potakot, short journey. Yeah. They should have made it to the hotel and taken good rest before their evening practice. But they missed that if, they, 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 if, if they had any plans to practice, practice that, that, that evening, they lost that. And that video that they put on Twitter is going to circulate Across the world. Across the world. Which means that sometime in future, we hosted, we've hosted, I think, a couple of um, FIFA events. Yeah. The next time we want to host a FIFA, a FIFA event, somebody will say, hello, are we going to travel through this road network? That b- before we even get to the common theme that we are kidnapping and banditry that, that we see now. <laughs> but the point is, like, like you said about, about, about Rwanda, you able to attract investments into your country through sports. You're able to attract sporting events into your con- country through good infrastructure. Like, 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 and like, 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 like noted, this, this had nothing to do with sports standing alone as it were. Mm. It is the whole system. The network. And now, um, uh, some, one has affected the other. Yeah. And we all, we go to other, other, other countries to play. I remember I was in the Tunisian or the Nations Cup and to go from one city to the other was so easy because of, because of the train network. And why can't we replicate the same thing here? Why does it take so long for a government to realize that you need to spend money to earn money? And for mm. me, that is a headache. You know, Yemi, it's, what I really didn't like about that was 
um, every country has issues. Every country might have their underbellies in various ways. But anytime we have sporting events or we are hosting sporting events, we don't seem to take the extra care in showing the best of us to our visitors. I think we just let things slide. Like what it was saying, one person coming here, seeing the right things, noting the right things, could lead to massive uh, investment in our sports. We are not showing the best parts of ourselves to the outside world. And I think also another challenge there is that because most of our football clubs are government-owned, they are not primed on a long-term growth mentality. They are like, you know, so what, what, am I, what am I trying to say? We do not understand the damage these little things do to us. It's like we feel they don't matter. But really, they do. Of course, we don't think they matter. Um, you made a very, very key reference and the fact that, like the know, sports is controlled by government yeah. in this country. And the fact that probably uh, 18 out of 20 teams, 20 teams yeah. in the MPFL are government-owned. Now, that is the irony that government is supposed to set the policy that's supposed to affect the entire industry. Mm. Policy recommendations, regulations, and what have you that affects the entire industry. Now, with that quantum of government responsibility and quote-unquote government funding, you expect that ideally it should trickle down across. But, but the first problem is the structure. The structure at which these so-called institutions are built is sorted from the get-go. Why do I say so? Now, you have a canopillar as huge as that club is. You have an aim, but as huge, quote-unquote, and I, I use the term huge quite loosely here, you expect that they should have structures that will have a ripple effect, you know, to the local economy and mm -hmm. to the state economy as whole. But because these clubs are set up as reward mechanisms for political patronage and what have you, they can't have that effect. Why am I saying so? Aimba plays the CAF Confederation could probably earn roughly $200,000 from that competition. Now, the ideal thing is the $200,000 is supposed to be just a, ma a micro part of the amount of money they're supposed to earn in a year yeah. or in a season. Now, the bulk of the money that's supposed to get come from commercial, commercial activity, market, marketing, sponsorship, and all that, blah, blah, blah. Of course, get taking, might the experience, all that. But now, you have only that $200,000 as the only potential income that comes into that club. Why? Because transfer fees, and I never know what happens. Mm. Uh, match day, get probably, do they even collect money yeah. at the gates? So these are the issues. So if you had a club, that was forward-thinking, well-structured, and then you have a governor or a commissioner of sports that says, Eimba, Canopilas, what's your budget for the year? Okay, our budget for the year is expense 500 million. Okay, income, we'll make 200 million. Where are you going to make the 200 million from? And then he's able to tell you, see a plan. I can do it for me. I can. You will start seeing the business side. The business side. But because nobody seems to look at the business side, 
it, 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 it then gets to the point that once the business side is not happening, you don't expect the governor to think that this side that is not making me money, that is just costing me money. How would he envision that it can lead to improved infrastructure, more employment, and what have you? So that is where we are caught into that they can't envision what this can lead to. You gave an example of Rwanda. Rwanda have a shared sponsorship with Arsenal. I think with PSG as well. Yeah. Visit Rwanda. That simple commercial venture is earning that country tons of millions of dollars in every year in tourism. Rwanda is not bigger than Nigeria. How big of a sports nation are they compared to Nigeria? Not anywhere near. If you mention mm. the top 20 African countries in sports, they are not even there. But what are they doing? They are smart. Through sports and infrastructural development, they are building the country. So you made a point. Infrastructural development. And yes, this issue we're talking about, you play late on the table of government. But even the sporting authorities, where is the infrastructure development? We're, we're talking about, I don't think we have one world-class football stadium in this country that has all the facilities you need, including a proper media uh, media tribune. None at all. I don't think so. Without that infrastructure, how do you drive development? Because it just looks to me as if we're going round and round in circles. This has showcased that, okay, we lack proper road network. But even, let's say we have that road network. Do we have, let's even assume that they had a smooth ride and they got to um, Abain 20, 40 minutes. Smooth ride, good road network. When they get to the stadium, like you mentioned about Enugu a few years ago, some years ago, what is that infrastructure like? So it behoves on us to see, except, well, we don't see it. Obviously, we don't see what sports tourism can do. We don't see what uh, positive perception can do in terms of, you know, possibly get, getting foreign investors to come. Anybody can have partnerships with any football club in the world. Yeah. It's, it behoves on them to try and show that this is what we have. This is a, they have enough of a pedigree, no matter how you look at it, to say, let's have some networking opportunities but when we have issues like this <laughs> it's a non-starter it, it's not DG. you know um you, you mentioned stadium and i'm thinking that's even taking it a too bit far too far like uh yemi noted is the structure of the management of the clubs yeah that is the most that's the basic thing once you get that wrong Every other thing will never and ever fall into place. Mm-hmm. Because to get to that point where you have a good arena to play in, you've got to be making some small some, some things work. Because if you look at the American scene, for example, almost all of the arenas have were built by companies mm-hmm. and they have name, name rights, name name rights. rights yeah. for some years. Staples Center. Exactly. All of that. Even Mercedes Arena in Atlanta. The Fighter Arena in... Uh, Wanda Metropolitana. Exactly. So, all over the world. They have... The, so, the thing is, is is that you don't even need to be the one building these things yeah. yourself. Yeah. Show a value proposition to... Exactly. 
That's what, what then, secondly, I don't know how many league matches we've seen on TV and we wondered at why the pitches look so bad. If you go to Biden just here, there is a body that can give you fantastic pitches. Uh, what was the name of that place now? That's a Greek place in the Bible. IIT. IIT. Exactly. They are not foreigners. They are here. You can hire them, pay them, cost, and they'll build you a pitch that will give you what you want. And maintain it. And maintain around. it. Division three clubs, division four clubs in, in, in England, if secondary schools, universities, they have beautiful arenas. That, that. So what does it take to build one? If I buy is building one in Newy, mm. um, I've not been there. I don't know how good the pitch is. But it shows that it can be done. Although the level of efficiency mm. uh, to, to, uh, to do other things has to be seen, but it can be done. So how come, despite the promptings and urgings by the bodies that manage the league, when, when the Nigerian, uh, when the, uh, when, when the Nigerian football, professional football thingy was started in 1990, one of the things they said was that within five years, <laughs> That was but, a joke, actually. I <laughs> see <laughs> that's the thing. Because we, mentally, we, are, we think it's a joke. They said all of them must have, all the said governments, they, at that time, when it was still sweet, yeah. all they needed to do was look, give them concession to, to if, if you put the arena in the outskirts of the of, of, of a city, and, there, there, and there's good road network there, people to, come and walk. It would drive as simple as that. But we are, we are stuck with government-owned uh, uh, own stadia. We are stuck with people who don't think beyond. Because look, everything... I, I remember when um, the late Ajimobi was governor for your state. He told shooting stars, you guys have to find a way to make money. And until the man left office, <laughs> shooting stars was not solvent. But then you made a point. Stadiums. If any one of you... I, I, I play golf... <laughs> but there are golf courses in this that, country. Smooth. Plenty. Ah. I can count like 10 or 15. And it is smooth green round the clock, round the year. Yeah, but you know. So those people doing that, <laughs> they are here. They are here. It's no, here. But, but you see, it's here. You need to understand something. You need to understand something. The golf courses are quote privately unquote, owned. No, not only privately owned, but quote unquote, golf is for, you know, Supposedly, the, the elites. No, I mean, what I'm saying is, <laughs> I know is people that maintain the grass. I understand grass. what you're saying. There but are people see, that maintain... The, <laughs> you, you go to those golf courses, cut Hamatan, Royal Fork, everything it's is smooth. there. It's, it's smooth, green. It's green. Yes. So, because when people start saying, we don't have maintenance culture, that's the argument that exactly. I want to come up. Exactly. I get you. There's also an example. I get you. But my point is, golf is somewhat an elitist sport. So, the requirement for golf is that the green has to be smooth, has to be 100%. But football is not mm. an... Oh, hold on, hold on. Football, I know you're going to call it. But football is not an elitist sport. It can be played anyhow. So we have... We, we've, we've somehow mentally got caught in the line. Is it not to play? Is this... Is the pitch that important for you to play the game? That's... I think that's the... That's the position we are, we are in mentally. It's the same way with naming stadium. Mm. Only because stadium was rebuilt. What I expected the government to do was start being futuristic. What they do? They named after a dead, <sighs> a governor that passed on. It's, 
And we're in 2020. That happened 2019 or yeah. there, but mm. we're expecting them to be future. The issue is also that if I don't blame the corporate bodies, you know, well, of course, you have you can't to blame put them. That's a value. value proposition yeah. ahead of them before they put their monies to this thing. And you know, that doesn't happen. Let, let, let's round this up by saying, by, by maybe asking you both, um, what can be done to showcase the best of us when we host these events? <laughs> Given the limitations that we have, <laughs> it looks like a very tough question. It, I, it is a tough question. Admit, but let's round Look, it up quickly. 30, 30 seconds. What can you do? Absolutely nothing. As, as long as, the, as, as, long as you don't have anything on ground yeah. to back up what you're saying, you've yeah. got to move from where you are mentally first. Yeah. That's the first thing. And then note, mm. when you get caught out of this crazy idea that sports is just recreation, we need to know that sports is it's business. It's business. It is business. So when you're constituting your... chartered flights, when people are going to Egypt, uh-huh. they, are do, they are doing merry-go-round. Uh-huh. When you are constituting any board, for any sporting association, sporting federation, LMC, have that at the back of your business mind. Business people there, not just administrators let that have, have absolutely let me, let me no have idea. Just bust my bubble <laughs> because this requirement they have asked now. But it's, I, it's I, so simple. What is the fact? It's so simple. Look, I hate to bust your bubble, but I don't think it will. Okay, let, let me just I'm very, it, It's sad to admit, but I don't think it's we saw happen. the press release yesterday of NBA Africa. Yes, I see the people there. Business, business. People. This is business. It's not a, a chance play. Well, I, I think we haven't gotten to that point. I'm <laughs> sorry, but uh, I hate to admit it myself, but we don't, we just don't seem to have that mentality. You know, but let, 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 let's move on from that as far as it is. And, and go um, to some people that and talk to like some business. people that they know the business. <laughs> they act the business, but they are beginning to overdo it <laughs> because they are now turning into complete money grabbers. It's ironic. A few weeks ago, ESL was launched and FIFA, UEFA, all of them came out and said, ESL, money grabbers were... Right. We understand that the, 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 the ESL model was faulty, was selfish, was chauvinistic in a lot of ways. But it is a case of pots calling kettle black because FIFA are beginning to show, even after the ESL venture that was short-lived, FIFA are beginning to show that they are the original money grabbers. Because how you can start considering a two-year World Cup cycle, which they are beginning to consider, is, to me, business people, I say, smart idea, to me, ridiculous. It is ridiculous. There's a FIFA... Arab Cup that is coming up. There's a FIFA Africa Super League in which, note this, in which there will be 20 suggested, 20 permanent member teams. What's the difference between that and ESL permanent member teams? Member teams. There's what you call a revamped club World Cup that's going to have 24 teams. 24. That's like a three-week tournament. <laughs> FIFA Club World Cup that is just a one-week tournament between the champions seven of the teams. continent. Maybe four, five, seven teams. You know? And all these ones, if you go to Europe, UEFA, there is UEFA Conference League now that Arsenal have... No, sorry, I said Arsenal. Sorry. Spurs. Spurs have qualified for. 
we heard about the Nations League and all of that. This summer, there's going to be Euro 2000 and there's going to be Nations League a few months down the, down line, the line, I think. Yeah. So isn't this sheer hypocrisy? You know, <laughs> we understand the issue with Guinea, but how can you, buddy? Meanwhile, they want a two-year World Cup cycle. Meanwhile, they are telling us in Africa, AFCON, move it to four years. Yes. Because they are not making money from that. No, yeah, more exactly. So they can accommodate their two They can years. accommodate their own <laughs> two years. Because in all of this, are you even considering the impact on the players? On the players, DG. Are you even considering that some of these players will not have one summer free for holidays with their families? DG. They are turning the players into animals that is like, like, uh, what do you call this? Beast of burden. Beast of burden, yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And, DG, look. When I heard about all those com- 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 competitions, I'm thinking, where are you going to feed them? Where? In all of this, there's also, there, there's also the Olympics. And the summers that we have, which means that every, every year or every two years, no, no, not, not just something. From between June and August, when the players are supposed to be off-season, they are playing, so they are playing from January to December, for, either for their countries or, or for, for their, their clubs. clubs. And I suspect that at some point the countries are going to start suffering the oh, backlashes because the clubs are going to see that look at all that already they do that now where the ones who, who pay the who salaries pay, yeah. UEFA in a bit to uh, how do I put it to make more money to grab more money the window where it's supposed to be playing friendlies they turned it into into, into, into the Nations League Nations I said oh instead of playing friendlies let's do something with it. Look, at some point, we are going to be over flush with football. Let's take note that, first of all, the ESL, somewhat, was SUFA's idea originally. Originally. Mm-hmm. SUFA's idea originally. But I'm sure after conversations with uh, Seferin of UEFA, uh, Oga, forget that idea. And of course, the clubs now liked onto it and, and developed it. Now, what is interesting is that, you know, it's just a bit crazy. You condemn on one hand one plan. But on another hand, you are trying to push another plan that is almost similar, which is this African Super League. It absolutely makes no sense to me. Of the 20 so-called potential permanent members, we know that the bulk of the 20 will come from North Africa because, hey, they're the most advanced, whether we like it or not. And they're the most successful. They're the most successful. At the continental level. So if you're looking at advancement, Success, competitiveness, pedigree. pedigree, they rank above every other person. Then, you know, say maybe the guys in Southern Africa, you know, all the Pirates, guys that choose, normally sundowns. Then, if you now say, okay, on this side of the African continent, West, West Africa, what are the countries you can pick? It's okay, probably Nigeria. And then you ask yourself, who? It's only, probably only one club from probably, Nigeria. Probably only Eimba. But then, when you list these teams, some countries are likely to fall <laughs> to do that. Some countries that have pedigree in African football, Ghana, Cameroon, are likely to fall out. Why? Because in the last few years, if their clubs done haven't done well on the, on continent. the continent. Of course, you have the likes of uh, Vita, uh, Tipi Mazembe, Congo Diada, Simba. So, where, what, what happens to the Sporting, All inclusive sporting, sporting marriage, exactly. Sporting marriage. All inclusiveness of sports, creating a level playing, and also critical thing. There's an entry fee. 
Note that <laughs> this is for quite ridiculous. Note that if you win the Cal Champions League, the prize money is I think two point five million dollars yep. for the winner. Now the entry fee to this African Super League is twenty million dollars. Entry fee for who? For you, if you want to participate. For each club. For each club. Please, where is anybody going to get $20 million? That's one. Two, the projection is that in five years, it will be a three-point-something billion dollar competition. So that way, it pushes Africa closer to Europe and somehow will help African clubs be able to hold on to their best. But it's the, all... Uh, I said, but they hear me? All that are semantics. Oh, semantics. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, oh, the, it's the bottom line that they're looking at. All that of developing Africa is all semantics. It's all, look, it's all a money grab. And it's ironic that FIFA are the ones doing all of this just a few weeks after you condemned ESL, which we are not supporting ESL here. But we're saying that FIFA is being sheer hypocrisy. Should I tell you something? Yeah. Go ahead. When the NBA brought the idea of the Basketball African League. Yeah. I said to myself, it's a matter of time before FIFA thinks, hey, we can do the same thing with football. <laughs> yes, mm. now. Because it is clear that since with the Cup of Nations, with the African Women Championships, and with the CAF Champions League, CAF is not making money. Yeah. And so, they are going to say, hey, look, let Let's us, help you, let us help you make money. <laughs> let us help you. Hold on, hold on. It depends on what you mean CAF is not making money. Depends. Mm. <laughs> they have sponsors for some of these events. Yes, but, they do. But maybe overall, Hold maybe on. overall, that's what do you know. That all North African, all, all North African teams, they play in the Arab League. Yeah. And the prize money for oh, the Arab yeah, League, the, the last time Champions. I checked was five million dollars. Yes. For for for, for the Arab League. everybody there makes money. But if you win the CAF Champions League, on paper, the prize money is super five million dollars. Mm-hmm. So, for playing in the Arab League, you make more money. Even for, for participating, they pay you a bulk sum. Yeah. So they come, they say, okay, let's play since we are, we are going to get to the, let, let's, let's make extra money by playing the Cup Champions League anyways. So for me, I knew that at some point, FIFA <laughs> are going to think, hey, see what the NBA, see what the NBA, NBA, NBA is doing there. Let us see if you can. And that is what has happened. It didn't take them long <laughs> to, to get their thinking aligned. And I think for Africa, it raises the question, yeah. If you are running institutions that are not making money, if the Chinese are building parasitals for us and are taking mineral resources as payment, as payment, or they are putting Africans to debt and claiming our resources, don't we think as Africans that the time has, has come for a younger generation? to start thinking, how do we reverse this trend? Because it, it's not just that some European, some European and, Amer- and, and North American superpowers are controlling their politics and the Chinese mm. are controlling our, 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 our politics. The trade also is gone. Now the sports is following. So as a continent, isn't, isn't don't you think it's time we start thinking, you know what? We need, we need, a, we need a reset. A reset. Mm. As a, a reset. You know. It's yeah, like, I mean, my, my worry is... Um, in all of this, I think, like I said, you want to turn the players into beasts of burden. Um, FIFA, Arab, where, you know, it's bad enough that you are moved, the World Cup next year is right bang in the middle of the European football season. Yeah. For commercial reasons. Of, of, oh, yeah, of course. For sure. For commercial reasons. But you're now, you want to put a revamped club World Cup 
24 teams. Ah, they're going to play it. 24 teams. There's no way you play that tournament in the home. It won't stretch to two, three weeks. No, it's not only that. The European clubs have said no way. Most of the European because it also affects their precision plans. But mm. but you know, you know, you know, you know what I think what I think they're going to do? You know the the the, the FIFA Club World Cup as it's, as it's, as it's constituted now, what they do is that they let the minions play at first. Yeah, they play first mm. and they, mm. Then the, the teams that have serious leagues to play and are making money, they just take um, a vacation for a week, play two mm. games. I suspect that's what they're going to do with this one too. So, okay, you want to play, oh, there's no problem. Uh, let the Union Bass and the, let them play the qualifiers when they get to semifinals or quarterfinals. Oh, the big boys. Bring the no, but you see, in all of this, why are they not, you know, that's why I expect a revolt from the players' union. That's what I expect. The Europeans will, but the Africans will not. You know why? Because, because then in the money. If, hold on. If they say 24 teams, right? Oh, is a FIFA event. If you qualify from your country for, from your country to play for qualifying, mm. we pay you fifty thousand dollars for the three games you mm. play to get to the main draw. But I, but but but, you, but you know that it won't fly if the big European clubs are not interested. Yeah, but if the they, big European but, clubs go against it. But if you dig deeper, mm. they they gradually find looking for a way around it. By increasing the number of African teams that could participate, one, two, they cancelled the confederations, uh, the confederations cup, and because of the revolt, quickly switch back to the seventeen format that they already have. But it's something that is still going to come back no, somewhere no, along the line. My, my my point on this is that somebody should sit down and say that at this rate, there are players on the top European clubs. Who would probably have to play all these tournaments? Yeah. Somewhere you're looking at a player in a calendar year of 12 months might have to go through 60, 70 games. That's a lot. You are not thinking of the impact on that player. You are not thinking of the impact on the club's schedule. At the end of the day, you're only thinking of the green dollar sign. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Because when you say FIFA for the good of the game, what's the good, what's the good of the game when you do, you do not consider the welfare and the health situation of the foot soldiers who are the players? And then you come and you try to do like you are sanctimonious self-righteousness in all of this. For me, we are just talking about ESL, ESL. FIFA are probably worse. Oh, they are. They are, and it's obvious. And you also then tend to not understand why these FIFA particularly are tr- always seemingly trying to influence what goes on in different confederations. Oh, it's yes. only in Africa they do it. They don't do it anywhere else. Nah. They won't it's, try it anywhere They've done else. Africa now. now. Uh, when it's time for Comable, uh, Asia, Asia, you will see there are no, you know, you know, Let me tell you, you know, you know why I disagree with you? Huh? They come to Africa because we allow it. They won't, even Asia, in terms of pedigree, we are probably higher than yeah, Asia. Yeah. They won't go there. They won't go to South America. Countries like Brazil and Argentina, they won't take nonsense from FIFA. See. So they are not going to go to those places. It's only in Africa they come and bring their general secretary to come around your Because we are acting like we cannot handle things ourselves. Yep. They won't do it. I bet you they will not do it in Asia or South America. Europe, forget it. We can't touch Europe. 
They won't do it now. All these other confederations. Muzzle for muzzle, muzzle. Europe is it's almost as almost big as far. Yeah, yeah, they won't yeah, touch these other confederations. Even in Africa, we are having our caste uh, congress. The FIFA president is sitting there. down there trying to influence votes. Influence votes. Yeah, I mean, it won't happen it's in any hap- other. Yeah, it won't happen in any other con- uh, confederation. I can we bet have to wait that. and see what will happen when it comes to other confederations. I think but the process has started. I think FIFA DG. FIFA would meddle in, apart from UEFA, mm. they will meddle with all other confederations, but in a covert manner, not over yes, not but it's over, Africa. Yeah. That they will boldly, bullface, come and say, you know what? Because I was aghast when they said that somebody should be running, first go have a running calf. Yeah. Why? That would never happen anywhere. It's never happened to me. That would never happen anywhere. And note, that decision was taken because there were supposedly corruption issues in CAF, but remember, there were corruption issues. There's no corruption in CONCACAF. No, there were corruption issues in UEFA. There's corruption everywhere. But the FIFA takeover, no. So, Africa, another form of new colonialism, just entered to It's not their fault, like they say in local palace. Uh, now we allow them. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, you, you, it's what you allow. And it's because Absolutely. we don't Absolutely. seem to be able to assert ourselves when it comes to identity. And we seem to want to do what you also, again, the local balance follow, follow. FIFA decides, uh, UEFA decides to do uh, 16 team, try, uh, 24 team tournament. We are dropping it. And then they did group stage. We, had, we seem to see. do so. They see us as, these people don't have their own idea. That's why I like Comebo. Yeah. That, that thing. No yep. story. And that's why I like the South the, the South American uh, World Cup qualifying system. Yeah, it's it's they, they, they it's don't league. they don't bother with every, even even their, their tournaments. They play when they want to play it. If you like, same player. If you like, don't same player. We do our thing with what we have, and we, move, we, we, we just move on, move, move on with our lives. And I think, um, like they just said, it is a follow follow thing. Yeah, that is doing Africa in. You know, we too Africa wants to do Nations League. Yes, well. I know, I know, we want to do. Uh. Nations <laughs> uh, <laughs> League in Africa, you know. As we, as we wrap this up, I think, funnily enough, a lot of people are not talking about this FIFA money grab issue. It's just apparently maybe flying under the radar. Mm. People are not mentioning it and all of that, but it has to be highlighted. No, because I, because I think FIFA, Japanese, they are not as uh, they are being subtle about exactly. It. They're not like. Bang like, but like they say the, they are not they are more covert about trying to get things done and trying to boost. But how you can say the way the World Cup is with the qualifying structure and all, how you this can say fine. you want to walk up every two two years? This is fine I mean, as it is because there will not be. <laughs> where do you now want to place the Euros? Yeah, where do you want to play the, the, the continental competitions? Where do you want to place them? Already, Africa is stretched. Africa is stretched too because no qualifiers is due. <laughs> Another thing, how is it that FIFA will now say your own qualifiers As because some stadium are not ready up to scratch? They now move your qualifiers to September. It's part of the problem. It is. Why didn't you? I, I asked a question from an administrator. I won't mention his name. I said, why couldn't they say play in a neighboring country like happened in the He said, ah, <laughs> DG, <laughs> you don't know that. Local organizing committee wanted to make money. <laughs> so those games, 
how to be played in those places. <laughs> if you move them, if you move a game from one country to a neighboring country, look at our guys' committee changes. <laughs> and, um, and, and that is peculiar to Africa. It's peculiar yeah. to Africa. It's peculiar to Africa. So we need to get ourselves sorted out. One of the most exciting uh, events on the sporting calendar every year, uh, as FIFA tries to adjust their own calendar, infuse more things and all that, this has been working for such a long time. It's one of the most exciting. Well, for me, for those of us who are basketball fans, is the NBA playoffs. Whoop, whoop. And the NBA playoffs are up and running. So, our last topic today is a preview of the NBA playoffs. Of course, our in-house NBA expert who will soon take off to cover the playoffs is with us here, Buddy Ogunti, as always. Let's take a look at the pairings. In the East, you have the Nets against the Celtics. The playoffs have already started. Some games have been played. Some is at 1-1. Some are 2-0 as we speak. The Bucks play the Heat. Some the Sixers face Wizards and the Knicks play the Hawks. And in the West, it's the Suns surprise package this season against um, defending champions LA Lakers, the Clippers and the Mavericks, the Nuggets and the Blazers, and the Jazz against the Grizzlies. But then I used to call Wild Wild West. <laughs> but it looks like the East is also mean this time. Oh, yeah. The East can be... Look at Nets against Celtics, look at Bucks against Heat. Look at some Sixers Wizards. So, but it, the East, this postseason as well, Looking very, very sumptuous. Yeah, DG. Um, but first off, let me say con- congratulations to all basketball fans in North, in North America. Um, this time last year, they, they, we are talking about the bubble. Mm. The fans are watching from home. And of course, so remember everything that happened, happened in the bubble. Yeah. Uh, the Black Lives Matter. Uh, it, it, it was... Um, it was um, there, there was a break twice. Mm. As the players reacted Interestingly, to... Interestingly, it's about the first anniversary of George Floyd killing. Yes. As so we record. Know. You know, it's something that changed the face of sports across the world. And and it seemed like um like like, like the Toronto Raptors had to play all their games, mm. all their home games in um away from in home, Florida. In, in Florida. But this year, the fans are gradually coming back to the arena. Mm. Yeah. And in the first game, uh Brooklyn Nets against uh, Boston Celtics. Um, James Harden, he said, the noise from the fans affected the players. They are not used to they it. They are not used to it anymore. <laughs> they, they, yeah, so he put them off their game for a while. So, the fans are back and I think that puts the playoff in a different uh, perspective, you know, perspective entirely. entirely. Mm. It's almost are, a paradigm shift for the players. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> they got so used to play without fans. Unlike last season when they mm. play all the games on a couple of in, uh, yeah, in, in one place now they, they get to travel again fly back and forth and it brings back the feel of the playoffs as yeah. we know it yeah. and I think that significantly changes a lot of things remember in the NBA playoffs we're always talking about home cooking yeah that you know teams play, the team travel, travel uh, away from home they get beaten black and blue they go back and they say you know Make what adjustments. Now, uh, we are back home where and of course we know it affects the players because when when you are playing on your own floor you get to go home to your families, not mm-hmm. to a hotel. Yeah. So that, that that's why we say home cooking, and we saw an example of that um, when um, Miami Heat mm. they lost their first two games in Milwaukee, and Bamadibayo said, "Look, we are grown men. Now we are going back home. We know what to do." Yeah. So yes. The real feel and flavor the real feel and is back. of the NBA playoffs is back. 
Yemi. Um, the Lakers just sneaked in <laughs> by virtue of the play-in. They sneaked in by virtue of the play-in. The play-in tournament has added a whole different dimension oh, yes. to postseason, hasn't oh, yes. it? But surprisingly, um, one team that a lot of people would have loved to see in the playoffs, mm. through the playing, Golden State, Golden State Warriors. Mm. But unfortunately, lost to the Lakers and to Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, it would have been odd that the defending champions didn't make it into the playoffs, uh, the, the Lakers. But um, I guess it was another way to raise the stakes for the entire playoffs because mm. of all that's happened over the last one year. The NBA probably looked at it and said, look, how can we galvanize the players and the followership, the fans, to look forward to the to a proper playoff run, play run, especially as it involves um, the fans coming back to the stadium and whatever. And I think it has worked a treat. It has worked a treat because just look at the reception some of the teams have received, you know, being able to play at home. So, great idea. Even though some players didn't like it at the start, they didn't like the whole idea, mm. but I'm sure it is something that they will grow into. Mm. It'll be nice to see what happens next next season. Hope then they'll probably have a proper um, regular season with the whole number of games that they expect yeah. to play. Would they have a plane? We have to wait to see. Was our bridge seventy two games yeah. instead of eighty two? Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, um, talk talk of next season and, and the playing. You know, the playing is like like a cup tournament. Yeah. One game, one, one game, count. one game. Yeah. And even before the idea of the playing was, I think it was after the playing of last season, of the bubble, the bubble, of, of the bubble. bubble. Mm. Then be thought of introducing introducing another tournament, like a cup game, that will, knockout, cup knockout, game. yes, that will end in the mid season around the All Star weekend. Okay. And they are saying that now the seventy two game season will become a regular. Mm. Now, how how are they planning to do this? Teams within the same conference right now they play I think they play seems within the same uh, conference play three games across conferences they play one game each and in the same division they play four times so they're going to find a way to reduce that so those meetings in the teams across conferences like um, right now the Lakers and the Suns they met three times Suns won twice Lakers won once which means in that tournament Sorry, Suns won. Yeah, in, in that um, uh, that head to head, in that head to head, the Suns will qualify for the next round. Okay, mm. okay. That's how they are planning to do it. So at the end so of it, you are not necessarily putting extra games. Uh, they are not playing. They are not playing okay. extra games. Okay, so I get that. as I play regular season games, you are also playing the cup games in quotes. Mm-hmm. So now the qualifiers will not play a tournament again. One game knockout, and there will be a champion. Now, what is what was the incentive for that one? The winning team. Each player gets a million dollars. Oh. One off for winning. But that's on their side. Mm. So it is possible that the 72 okay. game season has come to stay. However, there's a little glitch. For every home game, the owners take home between 2.5 and 4 million dollars in tickets and, and, and all of that. And every, and, and every So they are saying, will the owners agree to let go of the extra income mm. that comes from those those, 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 missing, yes, yes. those missing game days, but they are still working on it. But they are in sure, mind. I think they'll find a way. <laughs> okay, let, let's focus on specifics now as regards teams in these playoffs. One monster that didn't exist last season, but existed now, or exists now, sorry, 
in these Brooklyn Nets. Heavily stacked. <laughs> James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. They are a situation where everybody's taking a look at them as well potential champions. Champions. Yep. But you also have the Bucks who have added a lot of perimeter shooting to their game. You have the 76ers who appear to have improved. So, but the East, let's focus on the next. How far can these next go? Are they in reality potential champions? Will they be found wanting? Um, as stacked as they are, do they have a chance? Oh, yeah. oh yes. The, the, any team that has Kevin Durant and, uh, and Kyrie Irving have a chance. Mm. They have both been there, done that. They are both, uh, they are, they are both um, NBA champions. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are playing for for an organization that has absolutely no pressure. Yeah. No history. Nothing. Nothing, nothing to, to compare no, their performances nothing. to. Yeah. Exactly. But they have managed in the off-season to acquire assets that were, uh, that were free without losing their, their, their basic elements. And they've also made some trades to ensure that they strengthen their team. In, in that first game win um, uh, against Boston Celtics, yeah. the Jordan didn't get on the floor at all. Mm. Can you imagine the Andre Jordan sitting out with the DMP with no injury? So they are that stacked. And the odds are that it's, it's not possible for these three players to be cold. One of them, yeah, one of them will, will give you the points. Will, yeah. I suspect that at some point, and, and they've, they've, they've also been prudent. Imagine the minutes of yeah. all yeah. of them. And so, critically, it appears like all three are willing to do what needs to be done to succeed. That is the best part of it. Mm. When um, uh, the, the Harden, Harden trade was first, I was thinking, will Harden be sub, submissive in yeah. court? But he, yeah, he's, he's done that. I think the man is looking for a ring desperately. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, he is. He doesn't mind doing what, he needs to be, what needs to be done. Yeah, I mean, I know you're a Laker fan. So defending champions Lakers, like we said, sneaked in seventh. But you always have to say that the Lakers are dangerous proposition. They lost the first game against the Suns, but hey, last season on their way to winning the title, they lost most of their game ones yeah. anyway, so nothing to be worried about there. But, and then, you know, they retooled, Dennis Schroeder came in, they got a couple of other players, I think, um, what's his name now, buddy? Give me the name of the guy that um, joined the Lakers, the big man. Oh, okay. Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond, Drummond came in. Um, they of course they have the AD and the LeBron, and LeBron. Uh, one and two punch, but the West has always stacked. The Suns, one of the surprise packages, CP3. Anywhere he goes, he tends to improve yeah. the team. The Clippers are there, thereabouts. Uh, the Jazz surprise team, the Blazers, any team that has that shooter, yeah, Demon Lillard, yes. How easy or difficult is it going to be for the Lakers to repeat? It's going to be a tough one. Um, after that game one against Phoenix, I feel that the Lakers really need to make a lot of adjustments. Um, AD just seemed very off that mm. day. You know, he's um, been, he, and, and you know he's coming back from a long-term injury, so that always plays a part. But let's wait and see. How it five of 15 uh, field goals. Career low. Uh, career low. Yeah, he wasn't rebounding points. well. In fact, um, dating, uh, Andre Hilton had more offensive rebounds than AD had in the, in terms of both the offensive Andre, and, uh, defense owned him. Owned him completely. So <laughs> you look at that 
and you worry about the fact that how far can LeBron carry Carrier. his team? Because hey, LeBron is advanced in age. He almost got injured, kind of got injured that day too as well on his shoulder. So that is the worry for me. How well can this team band together to take the Lakers across the line? Why? Because I'm looking at this Phoenix team. CP3 also potentially might be injured for game two, but the way the support cast, you know, raised that game. Yeah, game yeah. Devon Booker was excellent. I think 30 mm-hmm. plus points in that game one. It's a huge worry for me. And I think my, my, my thought was once they were playing, they were getting to play that plane, I, I started getting worried. Um, but overall in the West, one of the teams that I feel will be very dangerous is Dallas. Um, Look at Dunkridge. I think that guy has probably stepped it up a few notches again yes, this year. Yes. Uh, Clippers for me need to realize that they're in the playoffs. Snap out of it. You're in the playoffs. Try and get the job done. So the West will remain tight. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. From what I saw in game one, mm. but you know, we just said game one doesn't really matter in the context oh, of yeah. something. With what I'm saying, I'm not sure the Lakers can go all the way this year. I, I'm worried. Okay. You should be. You know how you should be? As good as LeBron James is, he's 36. Yeah. At some point, he's going to start God is going to t- He's not going to be at the top of his game yeah, forever. Forever, yeah. Then look at yeah. some of the, the, the mm. bodies that the Lakers lost. We know what we say about playoff rondo. Mm, right playoff right. rondo is a different ball game. Yeah. yeah. They lost uh, Marky Morris. Mm. To the Clippers, took two Lakers, yeah, champions from the previous yeah, season. And I'm looking at the guys in the support cast. Uh, KCP is not your more well, consistent he was, he was guy. Very good he was very good in the playoffs last season. Very good, but uh, this one, he's nah. Uh, okay. so I'm but worried. Let, let's focus on another team, um, buddy. And this time, we take a look at the box, Milwaukee box, Milwaukee box, Giannis. Two-time MVP, but playoffs they've fallen short. But it looks like they've added some extra dimension with some perimeter shooters. So, what are their chances this season? They've yeah. already they are as we speak they're two up. They're two against yeah. the Heat. So, what are their chances? I think um, what what we have we have all agreed on is that Giannis is an unstoppable force inside. Mm-hmm. And we also know that um, because his mid-range game is not very good, teams knew, teams knew how to stop him. Just get him away from the basket. But like you said, what the Bucs have done, the, the Bucs have been smart. They have surrounded him with shooters. And, and, and um, uh, Yanisu has, has learned to pass out yeah. of... Not, not try and do it not all. Try, not try and do it all. So if you collapse on Yanis, they also said that you are going to leave the shooters free. If you sag off him, you are going to have a problem with him inside. And he, has, he seems to have found the perfect balance. Because in game one, they struggled a bit, they struggled a bit because the outside shooting wasn't on point. But they managed to get the job done despite. In game two, everything worked to a T. Yeah, and it was a blowout. It was a blowout. Now, for Miami, the headache could be, they don't have any, the, the, the person they have that could get close to Yanis is only Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. But Bam, has been unable to stop Yanis now in two games. Now this is where the home court, oh, the, the home court comes uh, becomes uh, 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 becomes important. The way that he, the other hit team is, you have to bet your chances on them winning game three. <laughs> you, you have to because just like the box, uh, you also have 
a couple of players that can do damage uh, the damage on the outside, on, on the outside. Mm. but i think yanis is the key here yeah as long as yanis is healthy mm. and those guys are knocking down shots the box are always they always going to have a chance okay, I, I, I think they go deeper than I'll they did last year i'll take your predictions soon but yeah I mean, right. you mentioned clippers <laughs> you mentioned clippers and the uh, clippers uh, uh paul george playoff george maybe we'll see playoff george yeah. And all the love of game one, you talk about how dangerous the Mavericks are. But let's assume that they get past the Mavericks, which is not a given. It's not a given, it's not a given at all. If they lose game two, they are dead. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Do the Clippers have enough pedigree in the West? I don't want to join the bad dragon of people that go for Tarlou <laughs> and say he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, he has... He's an NBA champion. He has a very good roster, star players, and everything seems to depend on the players and not him and the plays that he calls. Um, they are stacked. They are able to, you know, put together a run. But I look at how Dallas played that first game. Look at Dunkit, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., and the way they played. Posingis. Posingis. Uh, I've liked for since he was yeah. in New York. Yeah. And he's advanced and grown in leaps and bounds. There's some fellow that can shoot from anywhere. You know, so I'm not sure they can go past this Dallas. I'm like, what is yeah. it? If they lose game two, mm. they're dead. Very quickly, before we round up, Jazz, surprise top seed uh, in the West, but they lost game one to a very dangerous eight seed Grizzlies. Um, you think their inexperience at this level might work against them in the playoffs quickly and then also touch on the chances of the Suns and CP3 if he is healthy enough to play. I think um, the Jazz without uh, Spider, Donovan Mitchell, they're a different team. Mm. Um, uh, But I think uh, they won game two. No. As we think they've not played. As we think they've not played. 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 Mm. But I think the the uh, that race is touch, is, is touch and go. Okay, you, you won't know anything until game three. Okay, just that's, that, that's that's when it becomes clear. Have to go songs. The songs. Ah, uh, I think the Lakers will rally back. I want to say game seven in that series. <laughs> you probably guess. Okay, um, let me put you guys on the spot before we go. East, your two finalists from I, the East. I, I go with Brooklyn next, and Brooklyn. I'm going to write it down. Yeah, Brooklyn, next. Brooklyn, and. Uh, um, box Brooklyn against the box Nets against the box and in the West are they separated in the bracket the, I, I, I think I think they should be they are one and two they are one and two they should be separated they should be separated no 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 sorry no, box, box, are three. Three. Ooh, box are three box are three that is semi-final goodness me mm. <laughs> box are three okay we wait and see <laughs> uh, okay in the West but quickly in the West uh, one of Lakers and, one of Lakers and Sons <laughs> I like that one of, yeah, the well, yeah, because one, one of them just one of them okay. whoever wins that series will, will, will get to the finals okay alright hear me quickly we're out of time with 76 hours and box 76 hours oh yeah 6 hours I can't write of Doc Rivers 76 hours and box and then boss will beat Brooklyn ha okay West ah okay I'll be Lakers fan so Lakers and and Dallas alright I don't, and this is not looking at I've, the bracket. I've, I've written it down. I'll remind so, you. So I'll remind you guys at the end of the playoffs. We didn't look at the bracket. Yes. 
I'm the host. <laughs> I don't have to predict. Really? <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we want to thank you. The NBA playoffs always very exciting. And over, like, over the next few weeks, we'll be enjoying massive, massive games in the NBA playoffs. On that note, we come to the end of this week's Sports 360 podcast. As always, we'd like to thank you for joining us wherever you're listening from across the world. Let's do it again next week. Bye-bye.